this speaker has been recorded at an online meeting of Addictive Eaters Anonymous. You can email us at contact at aeainfo.org. Lovely to be at the meeting and to see everybody as always. And yes, it's a joy to be sober and to be alive. Thank you, God. Um, When I think back to when I was younger, I don't remember anything about food. I don't remember food in my home. I don't remember what it was like in school. I just don't have any food memories from a young age. But what I do remember is that everybody I came into contact with called me Little Miss Bossy Boots because I loved to tell people what to do. And it was like my favourite thing ever. And I remember being very controlling, expecting the whole world to revolve around me, expecting to get everything I wanted whenever I wanted it. And having a real sense of entitlement I was brought up as an only child, so I was quite spoiled. Even though we didn't have much money, I never went without anything. And so I just expected to get everything. And then as I got older, that just got worse. I do also remember in school, in primary school, being really self-conscious and very aware of what I looked like and always thinking, that I was overweight and I would never take part in PE, in gym classes or in school sports because I knew that I was too fat and I knew that I wouldn't do well. So I just wouldn't take part. But when I look back at photos of myself in primary school, I was actually a normal weight. So it was always my perception that was wrong. I remember being in secondary school and it being the exact opposite with food. I was completely obsessed with it. I saw it everywhere. I was constantly thinking about it. I was constantly watching what other people were eating. And I really disliked people who were thin and who appeared to be able to eat every, anything they wanted. I was really jealous of them because I just wanted to be slim. I thought that was going to be the answer to all my problems if I could just be slim and be really, really happy. And of course, it, I came to find out later in life that that wasn't true because it didn't matter how slim I got. I always wanted to be slimmer. It didn't matter what I thought I wanted when I got it. I didn't want it anymore. And it didn't give me the joy that I thought it was going to. And all the way through secondary school, I tried everything to lose weight every kind of diet, all different slimming clubs, slimming pills, laxatives. Not so much with the exercise, I didn't particularly like that. And when I got older and moved into college, I discovered amphetamines and I thought that was the answer to everything. So for the next 13 years, I just drank and drugged and partied and maintained really good weight loss because the amphetamines just took the hunger away. So I could eat whatever I wanted. 
and still stay slim. I thought I'd find the, the answer to life. So food was very much anything and everything in large quantities, takeaways for breakfast, loved a takeaway for breakfast, binged on all kinds of what I classed back then as goodies. And then we'd just go out and party, take more drugs and just keep the weight off. And it was, I mean, I thought it was great. And in that 13 years that I partied, I was constantly in fear of something, anxious, depressed, felt lonely, felt isolated, felt like there was something missing, like there was this void inside of me. And it didn't matter what I did, it didn't matter how much drugs I took, how much I ate, how much money I spent, how many relationships I got into, it didn't matter how much of that I did, it never seemed to take this empty hole away from inside of me. Of course, now I know that that was a spiritual hunger and nothing can satisfy a spiritual hunger but a spiritual solution. And so life was just really tough. I found it really hard and I desperately wanted to not eat and I just couldn't do it. I came to my first 12-step fellowship and found out that I suffered from an illness, that I had this obsession in my mind with alcohol, drugs, food, there's a long list, and that I had a physical allergy that once I started, I just couldn't stop. And I also found out in that fellowship that there was a solution, that there was an answer to what was wrong with me, that it was the 12-step recovery programme and a dependence upon a power greater than me. And because at that point life was so unbearable, I was willing to do whatever was suggested. And I made a start. I joined a group, got a sponsor, went to lots of meetings, started working through the steps. But as soon as I did that, the food became worse because I'd stopped drinking and drugging through this other fellowship. But they weren't asking me not to eat, so I just kept eating. And so the, the weight loss that I always managed to maintain, I couldn't maintain it anymore. And I got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I absolutely hated myself. I was disgusted with who I was and how I looked. And of course, I was still selfish and self-centered and controlling and bossy. And instead of having the cute little name, Little Miss Bossy Boots, people now just called me Cruella de Vil. It appeared to be more fitting. I just didn't surrender. I just wanted to do everything my own way. And I didn't care who I hurt in the process or what I had to do to get my own way. My favourite word was no. I said it all the time. No, nah, that doesn't suit me. No, I'm not going to do that. No, nope, there's nothing in it for me. But the problem with the weight got so bad that I think it was somebody actually in that fellowship that told me there was a there was such a thing as a food fellowship. I never knew that that existed. And I came along to my first food fellowship and I was given a, a food plan straight away. And so I lost weight straight away and thought that that was the answer. That because I was slim, I was going to be happy and, and everything was rosy in the garden. But 
I wasn't willing to change. I wanted to continue being selfish and self-centered and getting everything my own way. I just wanted to be slim in the process. And so it took a few years after that for me to finally get to that point of stopping fighting and just saying, okay, I'm ready to do whatever is asked of me. And I was given the phone number of a lady who was a member of AEA. And she was the first person that ever said to me that sobriety was getting out of food and all mind altering substances. And for me, that includes behaviours as well. And it was such a relief when she said that to me because nobody else had ever said that. And I knew I had a problem with lots and lots of different substances and behaviours. And so even though the fear was there, because I didn't want to stop, the relief and the want to stop was bigger than the lie in my head. I hope that made sense. And so I had to learn how to follow direction. I had to learn to do whatever was asked of me, even when I didn't want to do it. And I believe that that was the beginning of me getting well. My ego was right sized and that was so painful. It really was more painful than not eating. But what the woman that I called, she became my sponsor and whatever she asked, I did. Even though internally I was throwing a tantrum, I just did it. And somewhere along the way, the want to do what she was suggesting just came and I wanted to do what was asked of me. And somewhere along the way, I just started to get well. And today I can honestly say I love life. I love being alive. I love being a member of AEA. And I never thought I would say that because in the early days, I just thought it was all too extreme and what was asked of me was too difficult. And actually, that was the lie that I was believing. It's a joy to be a member of AEA today. I'm so grateful that I was able to just let go, let go of trying to control things. I'm grateful today that um, I was given a weighed and measured food plan so that I didn't have to think about food or make any decisions around it. I'm grateful today that I was asked to get up early in the morning and have some quiet time with God. It's one of my favourite things to do today. I'm really grateful that it was suggested that I get to many meetings. And I still do that today because I love going to meetings. I'm really, really grateful that people kept saying to me, stop thinking and go and help somebody else. Because that's the answer today is to not pay attention to the voice that's in my mind to get into action and go and do something for someone else. And when I do that, I feel the joy of it. Life's really good. You know, since I came into recovery, I don't have a problem with anxiety or depression or loneliness. I'm not gripped by fear. I have a relationship today with a power greater than me, and I really hope and believe that my life is grounded and rooted in that power. And I love to pause as I go through my day and just be still and listen to the quiet voice within. 
and then just do the next thing in front of me. And that's all I've kept doing since I've come here. I just keep doing the next thing in front of me. And before my eyes, life has continued to get better. And I know that it is all thanks to this 12-step program and the relationship that I have with God. So I'll leave it there. Thank you very much for asking me to share. Thank you so much, Claire.